So everyone, welcome again to the Nitram Archives, the podcast, and you know how we do it. Growth is no destination, just checkpoints. And today's checkpoint, I have this amazing lady. Uh, we've known each other for like over a decade, over half a decade at least. <laughs> and um, she's this vibrant person who is so into like mental health. And personally, I've experienced your growth from a distance, but I could see it. And uh, today, she's just gracing us with her presence. And it feels so special because she's like the first guest to this podcast. So, Sandrina, welcome. And uh, how are you? How are you feeling? Thank you so much, Martin. I'm really, really happy to be here and in your podcast. And I'm really honored to be your first guest. And I'm really excited to speak with you about self-growth and I mean we saw each other a long time ago but we always kept in touch and we know our path and we see each other growing and we support each other and I think that's beautiful and I'm happy that we can share it with your listeners yeah okay perfect and uh just just a quick word to our listeners we we had like some technical difficulties before we started which was a bit crazy because <laughs> uh we wanted like uh um a sound check and everything was really good and the moment we decided to actually dive into this then everything did not work out you know and it really just got me thinking as well Sandrina you know because today we're going to be speaking about healing right at least yeah. like from the arena of relationships and just like healing and how how I saw that like look at how prepared we were before right like okay we're about to do this. And the moment we try to do it, then there's they just like glitch, you know. And I, I was just seeing this as well in terms of like how the healing journey is sometimes, even from certain relationships, you know. Like we get to a point where we feel that we are ready, right? We we open ourselves up, like uh, we we embrace this new person in our lives. and sometimes then there is a glitch we don't expect it but then there is a glitch you know and uh it's also like how we maneuver from there and maybe just from your side um when we just speak about healing at least like from personal experience you know because from what i've observed um just for the audience uh everyone listening you you were in a space where you had a relationship, everything was great, uh, even got engaged, right? And then yeah. everything just like fell into shambles, you know, like that that's that glitch aspect of it. And maybe just like telling me and like uh, everyone listening how, how that experience was for you, at least like also in, in relation to what I was speaking about today. Yeah, um, so I mean, now it's been five years, I would say it was a long journey. And in the beginning, it seemed everything was perfect. At least I didn't listen to my subconsciousness. So I pretended and I thought everything is perfect. And I also kept this in front of others. Um, and then step by step, it uh, didn't feel right anymore. And I felt it's more getting into a toxic relationship. And I was really struggling to speak with other people about it and also accepting that or seeing it myself um yeah and after I realized it and after it got really bad I I'm lucky and I'm happy that I got out of it and that brought me a long journey of healing and I'm happy that I made it through it and now I'm in a really healthy relationship and I can see why it didn't work before and I worked yeah. a lot on myself and on self growth and positive self-talk and uh yeah after this focus on myself I was able to have a healthy and good relationship again but it was a long All journey right. as you said no thank you thank you for that and 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 just to go back uh the, the, there's a part that you mentioned that you were in it right and things were not really going well but it was as if there was this mask right that the public was seeing that everything is perfect but yeah. you are feeling what you're feeling and you know that, okay, right now I'm not okay, right? Yeah. What aspect of not okay were you at that time? And 
why was it so hard maybe to to really get out per se or to maintain this this persona that the public just sees like you know what we have this happy relationship you know because usually we have this you know like you go on instagram and then it's just yeah, couple yeah. goals you know yeah. and sometimes it's really hard when you are in that space so how exactly was it for you like which which what exactly was happening when you were in this, this space did you feel like trapped and if so in what sort of ways um i felt kind of trapped because like you said i didn't speak to other people and it was exactly what you said before it was this happy couple girls relationship on instagram and yeah we or yeah my ex-partner always wanted to keep that up that um facade that you show other people that we're doing well and he also didn't want me to speak with others about our problems which made it even worse so i know that i cannot uh that i'm i'm not allowed to speak with anybody else but also i knew that other people were afraid and they really cared about me and they saw that i'm suffering and so i thought okay if i'm opening up they would even more say okay this relationship is not good for you so i was always defending my partner and keeping up this happy attitude and always saying okay it's fine it's okay guys I'm doing well I know there are some things that are not good for myself but I always defended my partner in any ways and I think that was one of the first problems that I I didn't really let it sing what other people told me so that I could just acknowledge what they want to tell me and sit down and reflect on them I just had a really defensive attitude and I think that would have been a first step to get out and yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and oh, yeah. sorry, and and when it, when it comes to you defending like uh, the other person, right? Was it you actually defending the other person, or subconsciously you were trying to defend the expectations that you had for a good relationship, which wasn't happening at that time, at least, right? Because sometimes we That's do a it good subconsciously, point, yeah. <laughs> you know where. It's not really the other person, but it's it's within your mental faculties, like the expectations that you have, you're still trying to defend them because you're holding on to them that, you know what, I saw good in this person, but it's not the case. It's not the actual case, but you're trying to defend that. Maybe yeah. was it like that case it, in your... I think it was like that. And also, if I would have uh, acknowledged or said, yes, some things are not right in our relationship, I would have had to accept myself that I have to get out of this relationship. And I, I, I am a person, I, the most important thing in my life is love. And I think if you can celebrate one thing in your life, that is love. And I think I didn't want That's anybody true. to see that I myself, who is so much about mental health and love giving and love receiving is not able to have a really good relationship. Um, yeah, so that's, I think I just didn't accept it uh, myself. That's 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 quite powerful when you mentioned that because I feel like time and again because we are we call ourselves ambassadors to to something right, like what you mentioned that when it comes to mental health, your friend come to you for advice, for example, and you you seemingly have this healthy relationship you, you you've done it all you have it all you know but you're suffering actually the reality is you're suffering and i feel like many people struggle with that because you you've put on this mask for so long to the point that you're afraid that if you take it off what are you left with? What are people going to see? Are they going to still recognize you as Sandrina, the person who's still this? And also, like, they would judge. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So now it's 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 that fear of of being judged, right? But now it's like you're fearing being judged for what you actually feel. <laughs> you know, yeah. like and what the, your subconsciousness uh, actually knows. That's yeah. the thing. And I and guess a good step would be just to find a person who you really trust and who you know never would judge on you, who knows the person that you're together with and knows your relationship and just speaking really openly. And then um, just also speaking about the subconscious um, thoughts, 
because I had that and I always neglected them. I didn't accept these thoughts. And I knew, okay, actually, there are these thoughts that I don't accept myself, but also don't speak it out loud. And I'm sure, okay, if I would let these thoughts come to my mind and I would tell it other people, then it, I would realize this is not good for me. So maybe oh, finding right. a person to really speak out what your subconsciousness says um, and that you always try to put in the back of your heart and not let it out, that you just speak it out once and to a person who would not judge, who maybe also would not say anything about it, just listens. And then it is in your mindset more and you can reflect on it later. And then you step by step get out of there. So the, the idea is not to conceal what exactly is happening, but also open up. But now that also requires an element of trust, like a, a lot of it, because, you know, um, I was just like looking at this, like with the definition of uh, what healing is, right? It always starts with a process, right? Yeah. And when you look at trust as well, trust is a process, you know, and um, just a question with regards to everything that was happening, because right now you're saying like subconsciously, this is what was happening, right? Um, was there a time where within that relationship, you felt constantly misunderstood? And if so, how how did you react to that since there was also this um, invisible pressure to to maintain this look in the public eye at least, right? So how exactly did you deal with that? Or if you felt misunderstood in what sort of ways? Um, I think I felt misunderstood in a few kind of ways because we just had different ideas of our relationship and different ideas of love. I'm not sure if you know the concept of five languages of love. It's a book by yes. uh, Graham, I think he's called. And I read that afterwards, actually. And then it made total sense that we didn't understand each it. other yeah in that love because my love language is physical touch and caring words and his love language was uh ser acts and service and gifts and so it yeah. really didn't fit and so we didn't understand okay what the other person really wants and he tried to give me presents to make me happy and I actually really wanted a hug so we just really didn't understand the other one's language uh, love language and we tried to give love in our kind of way but the other person wasn't able to receive it of course because we didn't know that the other person lives laugh in a different kind of way so that was the first thing I guess and then also communication was a big, big um, issue and I also felt always really missed not always uh, but I felt misunderstood because my concept of discussion in a relationship would be you have two statements and you talk about it and in the end you don't have to be at the same point Maybe you still need to reflect on it or maybe you will never have the same opinion because it's just who we are and how we grew up with. Uh, but in this relationship, it was always there has to be one right answer. And that's what I, uh, yeah, struggled a lot with. And actually, I think I learned a lot out of it because I was not able to discuss. And I stepped back. You asked me how I coped with it. And my my idea of coping with it was always that I just stepped back and I said, okay, you're right. Uh, I'm sorry. And I was wrong. And so I also lost myself because I was not standing up for my values and what I think is true. Yeah. yeah. And, and no, that's, that's, that's quite deep. And um, you see, like when it comes to healing, it's, it's a process and one thing that you also find when it comes to losing yourself as well, it's a process, yeah. you know, it, it, it does, it doesn't happen overnight because we always have this hope, you know, sometimes it's false hope that we give ourselves, but we always try to assure ourselves that it's hope. And from what you mentioned, that, that whole aspect of the love languages, you know, so it wasn't a case of the love wasn't there, but it was just the form of love being given. Yeah, yeah, right. And and because there there, there is always like uh, it has to be reciprocal. So what you give, if it's not really understood by the other person, 
they can't really formulate it as love because it's not understood in that way, right? So it's really important. Uh, um, I was actually having a discussion with this um, in terms of love languages, how important they are, right? For me, it's a case of uh, words, words of affirmation, right? Because I'm a writer. That's your love uh, language. Yes, that's that's oh, that's nice. my love. Okay. Yeah, that's my love language, and just just having someone within that space that understands that for me that's everything you know yeah i can i can receive gifts like it can be but without that yeah. i always feel like okay some they, they, there's just something you know which also brings communication what you just mentioned that sometimes it's a case of observing that you're two different individuals which is actually the unique part. You know, the idea is not always to say our opinions have to match, you know, because to some extent you're living a lie because you 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 are trying to to feel to 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 have this safety net where whatever this person says, I'm gonna agree with it because this is what's required for this love to exist or to remain, you know. And yeah. You compromise most of your principles, most of your values, which leads us to you saying that you felt lost, you yeah, know. I did. And with within the ambits of just like feeling lost, like which parts of you did you feel like, okay, right now I no longer recognize myself? And when you realize that, how did you also feel? Because I don't think maybe it was a pleasant feeling. <laughs> no. You know. Um, yeah, I think I lost myself in terms of values but also habits and the way I I'm in my heart because I mean you know me and I'm always open I I think I'm the person who who hugs in the first yeah, uh, yes, meeting yes. yeah I right, I need hugs yeah, and person, yeah. yeah and I um I stopped that because uh, my partner didn't like that so much especially when it was not with the same gender and so um, I knew that he didn't like it. And I, I thought, okay, I have to show that I, I'm worthy of love and the compromises that I show him that um, in giving up hugging, for example. So I had to do a lot of sacrifices. Not like your, your love language. <laughs> yeah, which is my love language. And I mean, love languages is not only for a relationship with your partner, it's in every kind of way. Yes, yeah. and of course, with your friends as well, yeah. And I could really see that I'm hugging less my, my brother because he didn't like that so much. Or um, like I said, with uh, I grew up with a lot of um, friends which are male and yeah. I always hugged them and we had a lot of fun together. And I mean, now when I see them, of course, I hug them. And it's really course, just I, on a friend's face. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, just uh, I really stopped... Yeah. Yeah, I I stopped doing that and also I saw that I'm not keeping up my normal habits because for example um going clubbing or drinking alcohol, going to fancy restaurants which was nice back then and I really appreciate that he um took me and everything but it was not what I really value in my life. And I could see after we broke up I focused more on sustainability, I became vegan, I did yoga, I did more swimming, I was outside, I was traveling solo. I could see that I'm coming back to my values. But in the relationship, I saw that I'm adapting to the values because it was important to him, but not important to me. So yeah. there was uh yeah, so it was habits, values, the person that I am. I could also see that I am um less interacting with my family and friends because um, he wanted him to be the priority. And that was, of course, nice, because I could always feel I'm his priority. But he always felt that if I see another person, if I meet my best friend, who you know, <laughs> um, if okay. I meet her, then he would sometimes feel like, okay, you're meeting her instead of me. So it's always um, balancing to see, he wanted to felt like he's the only one I love in my life, and everybody else comes way behind. And I always try to keep up with that. And I mean, that's not possible because I have other people who I love. I have my friends, I have my family who are as important to me. And um, proving someone that I'm worthy of love and that proving someone that I really love a person is um, in the long term not possible. A person has, in my opinion, a person has to have this trust 
that you're loved and there's unconditional love. And if I meet someone else and have fun with my friends or meet my family, I'm still, I still know, okay, she loves me. That's how I see love. Um, yeah. So there were a lot of things that I, I grew up different or that my heart said actually in a different way, but I wanted to show that I'm worthy of love. I wanted to make him feel loved. Um, in the long term, it just didn't work. And I lost myself on that, in that journey. Yeah. And it's, you know, um, there's, there's always this aspect of when, when, it, when it comes to healing and when it comes to expressing love, right? Because healing for me, it's, it's not just based upon the previous relationship, then you're healing from that in your next one or when you just like take that break, you know, even from like uh, the dating phase. Healing is a process because you're also healing from things that happened in your childhood, right? Yeah. So when you wake up, you, you you still have an array of things that you're trying to deal with, right? You're, you're trying to heal from that as well. And that requires to be in a safe space, a space that offers some sense of security, you know, at least emotional security. And when there is a lot of insecurity, which I've observed at least like in, in some relationships, where there is a lack of not, not just security, but emotional security, you know, then that also, to some extent, it furthers you away from your own healing path from everything that has happened before, you know? So I think that's one of the hardest things, especially in relationships where subconsciously we're trying to deal with whatever happened in our past, right? And without the right environment that offers that emotional security, it destroys us. Yeah. Because already healing means that you, you, you are trying to, you're trying to gather up strength that was lost, right? You're trying to gather up pieces of yourself that have been shattered. And then if you're in a space where it doesn't allow that, it shatters you even more. True. You know? It, yeah. It, it, I guess the precondition is that you can be still free in a relationship, free to heal yourself and free to develop and evolve. And being together doesn't mean that you have to do everything together and you can just develop as a couple, but also that you can have your own passion and your own evolving journey. And that's, I, that's... for me, I didn't have that anymore. Now in my relationship that I have now, I'm really happy that I, I found a person where I can be like that, that I can be free and that I can um, heal still, that I can talk with him about my last relationship, that I can evolve, that I can go on trips on my own and I, I can study in a place that I want and he supports me. And I think that is a healthy relationship. And the one that I had before, unfortunately, didn't allow me to do that, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, there, there is, um, uh, I was I was reading somewhere, like, uh, the, the whole aspect between regret, right? Uh, and and how you, you evolve, right? So from from your side, I, I don't sense regret, but I, I, I sense this notion of evolution, you know, like yeah. emotional mental evolution that I was in this space. And of course, it took so much because I remember there, there was a time whereby you were just quiet. <laughs> you know, you just yeah. it's like you just went silent just to because I think there was like a, a lot of noise from from what it happened like like mental noise you know subconscious noise and you started traveling a lot at that time uh i think it was also a bit of like morph like yoga you know like the yoga trips yeah. and and so it was like a search for calmness which which i understood like like from from what i saw and it's it's, it's a different thing you know like we usually search for happiness. We, we usually search for like the next big thing. But for, for you, I observed it as a search for calmness because I feel like you understood healing in the sense of where your mind was, which was like this, this, this noisy aspect of things, this chaotic environment. By chaotic, I mean that 
you don't well, recognize yourself. Yeah. <laughs> chaotic and and loud and so much happening and so much storm and I think also the way I saw love before like you said I always thought love can be loud and chaotic and like a storm because it can be interesting and uh, it's uh, an adventure but now I realize afterwards um, that it's that's not love love can be quiet and easy and healthy and just a good warm feeling and that doesn't have to be a storm or a chaotic things because he can bring them in a relationship in a different way but uh yeah back then there was a lot happening in my head and I was uh, really really low and I remember that I went to a friend's um, apartment actually for two weeks uh, because she was on holiday and, and I just stayed there I didn't meet anyone for two weeks because I wanted to be alone and I think that's the first step of uh healing that allowing your emotions to flow and that's that's very true yeah. a lot of people I think they push it away or try to be happy or start dating or talking so much with other people which is also okay but I for myself like you said I really needed silence and I I wanted to cry and I wanted to suffer and I I gave this emotion space and only I think after that after two weeks it was really better and then I felt the new energy and I want to be out there and meet new people and uh, do things for myself and also connect more with my friendships that I I maybe neglected before which I actually did and that gave me space okay I can connect more with my best friends with my family with my brother um yeah but only after the time of of silence and you know like like silence um I, I value silence a lot. <laughs> I, I value time to myself a lot. And I've come to realize that silence also comes with boundaries. Healing also comes with boundaries because when you are healing, you, there's, there's a space that you need to protect, right? So imagine if someone is like a broken leg, they will, they will put a plaster, right? So that's a boundary, right? that's created so that the space within can heal, right? And um, it means that there is less exposure from certain like outside influence, right? And then for you within that space of, of silence and, and just because previously it was a case of maybe people would judge me for this, right? But now was it a case of like you not just caring what people think, or it was a case yeah. of I I come first? How yeah. was it for you? Like within that space of silence? Um, I think I I needed some time to connect with myself again. And like I said, I lost so many ways how who uh yeah, how I was before. And I needed this silence to reset my boundaries. Because, I mean, yeah. my boundaries have been pushed so much to the edges and um, reset by my last relationship that I didn't even know what my boundaries are. And I think I needed the space to be in silence and to be on my own to, um, yeah, to see, okay, who am I really and what do I want? Do I want to hug people or do I not want to do that? Do I want to go partying or do I not want to do that? And uh, yeah, after that, I think it took some time, even a few months, I would say. And I mean, it's all a process, but it took a few months until I saw again, okay, that's me. And uh, I love hugging people. I love being with my friends and uh, I love dancing, but I don't like to drink alcohol. And that's my boundaries. And uh, yeah. yeah, it took some time. But the right, be, so. uh, being by myself really helped. And also, I, like you said, solo trips really, really helped because I feel like if you're in a space where nobody knows you, you can be anyone. And I think that's the purest form that you will ever be because with friends and family, of course, you, um, you're you honest and you are yourself. But everybody that you know always thinks of you in a certain way. And I think sometimes you adapt. Or I mean, with your mom, I'm her child. With my best friend, I'm her best friend. Uh, for my yeah. grandma, I'm her grandchild. I mean, you always have a position in your life, but when you're somewhere where nobody knows you, you can just freely be yourself. You, you don't that's... assume any identity because... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think that really helped me to find myself again and to set my boundaries, what I want for myself, for my relationships, for my next partner, yeah. So 
you know, so far this is so insightful, and there there is this uh, catchphrase for this for this podcast where we say growth has no destination, just checkpoints, right? And it's so beautiful because within the ambits of growth, you have healing. So you don't observe healing as a destination. Yeah. It's only a checkpoint. Some some days it's going to be good. Some days it's going to be not exactly as good because you also find triggers, you know. And within also the ambits of, of growth, there's awareness because healing requires a lot of awareness, you know. Uh, mental awareness, emotional awareness, where you were and where you are. Because sometimes if you don't really understand where you're coming from, you're bound to repeat certain things that made you feel lost before, you know. And um, for you, what has been like the, the constant source of at least either motivation or how we, the discipline, you know, to, to, to maintain the awareness and to, to, to maintain the, the, the healing phase as well, because it's needed. You, you shouldn't suppress it, it's needed. Yeah, so yeah. how exactly it is, is it? Um, I, yeah, interesting that you asked, because actually I talked with my ex-boyfriend maybe one or two weeks after we broke up, and he said, yeah, he reflected on our relationship, but now he knows what went wrong and we can try again. And I remember telling him that I don't think he can reflect a relationship that we had after two weeks. And yeah, I still think that it it takes so much more time and things still come up now that I realize and that I, I need to share or journal um, because things happen. And in that moment, you feel like it's not really bad or you push it back. But uh, later you realize, okay, actually that did have an effect on me. And that comes up even maybe after a year after the relationship so as you say it's constantly um yeah there and it's like constant progress to get over it and to deal with it and I think for me um I talked a lot and I talked with my best friends and my family with my mom especially and I journaled a lot but also educated myself uh, to know what went wrong and in which ways and I listened to podcasts, I read a few books, like I said, The Five Languages of Love, or you might know Osho, he's like a Buddhist um, guru, and he wrote a book yeah. called, um, I think it's called Freedom, Love and Loneliness. And also when I read his book, I thought, okay, it's so obvious that it didn't work out so well. And yeah, so I think it's a whole process of um, first finding yourself again, having the emotions, but then educating yourself, reading, um, listening to podcasts, trying new things, trying what really fits you best. And yeah, I think that's uh, all part of the process. It's it's almost like the, the healing process, it's a chance for you to, to know yourself again. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's. Uh, I think you have to acknowledge if something comes up again and letting that be and letting that um, come up and acknowledging that, that feeling, not pushing it back, but just feeling, okay, actually, now I remember a moment that was not good and... Um, I want to think about it, maybe a journal about it, like I do, I write thoughts down. And uh, yeah, and now I also speak about it with my partner just to be able to, that he's aware of it, that like you said, knows the triggers and we can handle them. And he shows me that I have, I don't have to be afraid of it anymore. And that was also one of a big step of my healing that I was constantly afraid in my last relationship because of different factors. And when I started my relationship that I have now, um, I realized actually I don't have to be afraid at all in my relationship. And I mean, that's how a healthy yeah. relationship should be. But in the beginning, it was, I mean, I was, I thought I, I am healing and I'm feeling really grounded in myself, but still with another person, with a new partner, I recognized, okay, now I still have this fear because I didn't overcome this fear. And I needed my partner to show me, okay, look, I'm here. I'm not going to leave and I love you and you don't have to be afraid of anything. And that was just small habits or small um, words or uh, things that I was afraid to ask. But my boyfriend said now, um, look, you don't have to be afraid to ask. It's just a normal thing and we can talk about everything. 
so and I think that was also a big part of the healing process to having my partner who yeah, showed me I, that I um I can open up it's it's a case of creating a safe space yeah. and 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 that safe space within that you you don't feel like um sharing there's going to be judgment because usually there's usually fear of judgment and because of that fear it 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 blocks it blocks that in intimacy you know that that room to 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 intimacy and it's only creating a safe space where the intimacy can exist you know and healing within that intimate space it it helps when you're comfortable to heal you know that's that's the other thing because i feel like many people sometimes they, they they want to heal in harsh environments you know they, they they want to heal in harsh environments by harsh environments i mean you observe that there are certain things that are still holding you back or certain environments that you no longer belong to but because now it also goes back with with the element of fear that you said the fear is you 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 you're embracing your actual identity right but you also try to assume a certain identity that allows you to fit in into the spaces that hurt you you know but now you're doing that because you want to fit in which is not really healing you know when it comes yeah. to healing you you're no longer trying to just like fit in because trying to fit in initially is what made you get hurt you you compromise certain values for you just to fit in you know so now it's a case of let me detach myself from that and with the fear i feel like many many people have this so i have a, i have a coaching practice and sometimes you you observe that fear is is at the heart of some of the clients that i have right what if this person is going to think this of me, right? Yeah. And this is a person who is in a relationship, right? So when there's already that fear, that means that you can't really be yourself True. in that fear. In, in that, yeah. uh, because fear clouds, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think the precondition for a healthy relationship is that you are not afraid of anything, that you're not afraid of... Uh, being hurt because of course that can happen but you're comfortable and you're sure this person will not hurt you and that you're not afraid of losing someone because you know this is so strong and I'm so um I'm so sure about this love and I'm not afraid of sharing anything and like you said having this place of intimacy I think that's really important and people always say intimacy is having sex or being naked or something but it's really to open up and say okay actually my last relationship was like this and this and I was hurt and I didn't share things because I I was not able to back in that moment. But now I feel comfortable and I'm, I'm getting naked in front of you in my emotions. Mentally, yes. Yeah. Like, true, true, true. That's 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 really powerful. That's really powerful. And uh, I, I, I love how you say that because intimacy is often misconstrued, like relating to either any sexual activity, right? But the greatest form of intimacy, like what you rightfully said, when you you just open up your thoughts, you, you're naked mentally, you're naked emotionally, and sometimes being naked, it's, it's not comfortable, right? But when you when you have when you cultivate this space, because it, it's not like a one day thing, of course, as, as you mentioned, right? So it's a case of cultivating this space whereby you can actually be intimate. You can you can be vulnerable because it goes along yeah, with, because you're, you're in a vulnerable space, you know. Yeah. And that vulnerability, it also requires that this other person is not going to use this against me, you know. Yeah. So it's, it, it's quite fascinating when you think about it like that, really. And... Uh, for me, what I've found, at least right now, is that communication is always important because everything that we're talking about right now, you you can't heal in this new space if you do not communicate what it is that you're even healing from, right? 
Yeah. Because the other person should not just assume that when when Sandrina is feeling down, I think it's because of 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 this, right? Maybe yeah. this is I just no, but like communicate, you know. If but it's also a case being of, in this, like you said, in this vulnerable place where you open to communicate anything that you feel, that you're not afraid of saying, okay, that actually hurt me, or I would wish for this and this, that you don't feel, oh, maybe I'm too much, or maybe I'm not uh, supporting supportive enough, or maybe I am just, uh, yeah, anything, that you feel comfortable yeah. to say anything that you feel and that you need to feel loved and that you want to share and that you know this person will not judge you for that or make you feel worse. I think and, that's um yeah. Okay, no, it 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 really makes sense. And with with what you just mentioned right now, what sort of space are you in now, like emotionally and and mentally? And to what exactly did it take you to get there? And how are you cultivating this space so that right now it's not just about you, right? Since since you're in a relationship, it's also about your partner, right? Yeah. And Usually, you cannot give out the love that you don't have for yourself as well. Yeah, right. yeah, that's what I actually recognized when I was um, meeting my boyfriend that I have now. I think it was at the exact moment where I thought, okay, I'm so in line with myself and I'm so happy as the person I am and that I came back to. And I really thought that I want to be single Because, I mean, I, I was planning to move to Sweden for my master's degree and I thought it's uh, now I know who I am and I know what my values are and I came back to my true self and I just want to embrace that by my own. Yeah. And that's the exact moment when I met my boyfriend. And I think that's actually the perfect timing because uh, when you are looking for someone because you're not healing healed or because you have a lack of something or you just feel like, okay, I actually need someone because I feel lonely, I want to talk to someone or I want to feel appreciated by someone else, then you will have this love because of a lack of something. But if you're in a state where you're comfortable and you're happy with yourself and then find someone, then it's just an add-on to your happiness. And that's, that's, that's what I awesome. found, and I'm I'm really yeah. um have yeah as you said um as you asked me how I am now how my heart feels I'm really happy and I'm I'm really content with my life and I I don't regret anything because things happened uh, for the reason that I can be that person that I am now and at the moment I'm happy and I'm doing well and I I wouldn't wish for anything else. So if all this process brought me here, I'm. I think it was worth it. And also with well, my yeah. boyfriend now, yeah, he's um, he's amazing. First of all, <laughs> and we have that space that we can say um, we ev evolve and develop by ourselves. We have our own passion and our own ideas, but we have the same values. We have the same life vision. We have the same like, love languages, and we know that we are there for each other, no matter where we are or what we're doing. And I think that's the, for me, it was the only way to go to. And because I, I was uh, so confident in myself, I knew I would not accept anything else than a relationship like I have now with a person who has a kind heart and would always be caring and supportive and that I can let to be free as well. That's that's special. That's It's, it's, it's a combination of, everything healthy you know and of course by everything healthy it comes with certain challenges you know it's for example if if someone wants to either gain or lose weight at the gym right that's the goal is being healthy but the process itself it's not as nice you know yeah just like burning those calories it's not exactly nice so i also view it the same way that To, to get to that point, you also need to maintain it, right? Like that healthiness. So that, yeah. that requires work. Like you need to actively engage in the healing process. You need to actively engage in where you are, like the awareness part, you know? Like, okay, right now I'm not really coping. Communicate that, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's a very beautiful point that you mentioned about... Um, the the space that you were in when you actually like uh met your current partner and 
like in my book, uh, there's a there's a part that I mentioned that when you go to the other person or when you meet another person, when you have a void, right, to feel, then the next person doesn't become your partner. They become a coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> you true. You know, yeah, because, yeah. because like right now, there, there's something within you that you need to address. But now we are using the next person as an environment to, to address that, right? Yeah. And sometimes if they're also going through their own like issues and it, it, it becomes a case of we're both hungry, but we are asking each other for food, you know, like no one is going to give the yeah. other person because we both don't have, you know. Yeah. So I think that awareness and you just bringing it up is, is, is really, really, really beautiful, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, and I want to also add something that you said that it's always work. I mean, there is healthy relationships, and I'm lucky to to be in one. But it's nevertheless, it's it's work, and it's it's an easy relationship where I can be happy and I feel fulfilled and love. But it's nevertheless always work, and it only works if both of us um, are giving and receiving the same. It's not fifty fifty. Of course, sometimes someone can give more and somebody's receiving more but it's that we're constantly working on our relationship and that we want to know each other because I mean we're also developing in a different space at the moment we're not living together so we are developing and we have new friends or new life circumstances and so we constantly want to know how the other one is going uh, how he's developing um, just to to know your partner as good as as it can and that takes um that takes work and also showing love in different ways especially when you're not living together yeah, yeah. and so it's, it's it's that active process on on yeah. both sides because you need to do the work you know yeah. um you know i i, I follow on instagram is uh, the holistic uh, uh psychologist like uh dr nicole right and oh, nice. uh, there's there's this book of hers how to do the work right yeah uh, and so that just tells you that you also need to do the work you also yeah. need to do the work and I always believe that you also need to show up to the scene of your own healing you yeah. know you need to be actively involved in in how the healing journey goes as well you know and yeah. Sandrina you and I I know that we can actually like go on and on and on <laughs> Till forever, and uh, this topic has really been beautiful, and uh, I just love how insightful you are, and the openness, the openness, and that points to allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And right now, you know, just being vulnerable with me, you're being vulnerable with every person, every every lovely soul that is going to be listening to this, you know, and what I love about that is that that vulnerability it will have someone who will relate to it because it's, it's authentic, you know, yeah. it's, it's coming from an authentic space. So I, I, I really, really, really appreciate that, you know, Thank just, you. just to put it out there. And, you know, so before, before we wrap up, Sandrina, like um, I'm, I just have these uh, three questions that uh, we'll be asking every other guest that will be coming here. So these questions, you're the first one to be answering them, of course, since you're our first guest, you know. Yeah, so uh, the first question, just to wrap it up, uh, in, in one sentence, really, what makes you feel inspired? Like, besides the healing, besides everything, you can you can answer it in whatever way that you want. What makes you feel inspired? Um, I think being out of my comfort zone and being out of my normal habits um I think that's the most inspiring thing that you can do and it can either be traveling for me it's a lot of traveling but also moving to different places as last year I've been living in Italy and I mean we live together in South Africa and I think that's what most inspiring to meet new people to also uh, develop for yourself um I think that's the yeah the one thing that I would say and the second thing is being in nature. 
because I love cold water bathing and um, hiking and yeah, just being outside and that inspires me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember our drug is back trips and we yeah. just be like in nature and you know, they will and be that, this That's color. so good. Yeah. And I mean, then that also connects the right people. You meet the right people then. And I mean, True. when you we met and we have the same values and same um, way we want to live life. And we met through hiking in South Africa, basically. I remember, I remember. All right, perfect. Um, that that was a good uh, throwback to the mind, you know, like how we also like yeah. met. And uh, the second question is, what is the greatest advice that you have re ever received? Okay, the greatest advice I know it's a hard one, but, ever yeah. received? Um... I'm not sure, but I can answer the greatest advice that I got after um, being in my healing periods. And All I will right. give you that quote. And it was that love is about three things. It's about physical attraction, same values and kindness. Um, because after my breakup, I, yeah, I was wondering what love actually is. And a friend of my mom actually told me this, that it's not only that you feel attracted to a person, and you admire a person. I mean, we all do that. And it's more about the sexual maybe um, thing or that you want to have someone by your side. But um, the kindness part is so important and the same values, uh, which makes you be in love for a long time. And right. I also remember I told my aunt when we were also speaking about my healing path. And I said, okay, auntie, you know, when I have a new partner, the one thing that I want is uh, that he has a kind heart. That's, that's that's really beautiful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's just really beautiful. I'll just move on to the third question, which is the last question, Sandrina. And uh, so any last words to everyone listening right now? Mm, healthy love does exist. Uh, the precondition is that you have a healthy relationship with yourself. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, it's also advice that I also take, uh, you know, and it's, it's really been good, Sandrina. It's really been good. And uh, you just agreeing to this and your energy, the... For for everyone who can't see this, she's just <laughs> she's just smiling. She's been smiling the entire time. And the energy is amazing and it's so contagious. And you just agreeing to do this and getting into this space as i mentioned before it's been nothing but just a beauty you know uh the growth levels just seeing you where you are where you were where you're going as well it's it's really beautiful like uh thanks so much sandrina for your time thank you so much martin i'm so honored that we spoke together and that i could be your your guest here at your podcast and i'm so happy to see how you develop and what else you will bring up your new books or a uh, new podcast episode. I'm so happy for you, how you developed. No, definitely. So uh, for everyone listening, love and light from the Nitram archives, we always say, say love.